Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios Thursday night with you. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck always gets first quest. A little Cool in the Gang to get us started here. Underrated song from uh, Cool in the Gang. I don't know why, but this was definitely one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah. I, I'm not I, really I sure why, but yeah. I love this song. Can I tell you the worst song by Cool in the Gang? Ladies and, Night? No, it's that Celebration song. Oh, Celebration. It's just, <laughs> and the reason is it it is so overplayed. Like, they do it everywhere. Well, like, yeah, it's one of those songs, you, you know, there's some of those songs, unfortunately, become that song. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, again, it was a big number one hit, and it's yeah. used every every wedding and, and event. They and, were even playing it at the end of games yes. sometimes. I mean, like, yeah, again, yeah. I, and I understand. I mean, it, it's not that I hate the song. It's just, it's so overplayed. Yeah. You know, it's used for everything, right? I mean, it, it's a catchy song. It's just... When a song gets played that much, it's just, ugh, I just I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> right. Hey, Sports Radio, 929 The Game wants to celebrate Father's Day with you. Go to 929thegame.com slash contest and register for a chance for you and a guest to join your favorite 929 The Game host for a special Father's Day dinner June 13th at Buckhead uh, Butcher Shop. Are we all supposed to be going to that? I mean, we haven't gotten any, anything official, but the way the promo sounds, it sounds like we're all supposed to be well. When, you when is, all, because I don't know what's the day again. What's what's Ju- what day is June thirteenth? June thirteenth. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you in two. By seconds the way, tell here. us why you want to join in join us in celebrating Father's Day. Entries close on Friday, June second at midnight. We will announce the winners over the week of June fifth. Okay, so the thirteenth is a Tuesday, so I'm not sure Ugh. what the plan is for that. I guess me and you won't be there. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's fine. So uh, I, I, okay. That's a weird night to, to have it. Um, Father's Day is that weekend, right? Because I think Father's Day is the 17th or 18th or something like that. Yeah, it's the 18th. 18th, yeah. So, okay. Feels like it's late um, for Father's Day. It does. And it's yeah. ironically that Father's Day is if the finals go that long, that's the last day oh, that's of the finals. the last day of the NBA finals, yeah. yeah. Well, we got to get to, I mean, Boston's taking care of business here. Uh, Dude, tonight. I don't. Eighty four sixty five. This is um. This is a. This is going to be some interesting waters that uh, Miami's going to find themselves in. I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, they still have the benefit of you know having another game at home, but um. Yeah, but they and I don't know what his injury and status is going to be for the next game, but they did lose um. Uh, the guy that I always say he looks like uh, Shamar Moore, uh, Vincent, Gabe Vincent. I believe he's out. He well, he's not playing tonight. Yeah, I was gonna say he's uh, he's out. Um, uh, Jimmy's got 40, 14 points on five of ten shooting. Uh, Tatum, who's not played well, he's got seventeen. Jalen Brown's got nineteen. Uh, Derek White's got 19 tonight. So, uh, but Celtics are up 84-65. Yeah, they're uh, rolling. A minute and a minute, almost a minute and a half, or a minute 45, I guess, in the uh, uh, third quarter. Uh, we did have some response to our um, uh, to our Rank comment com- about, I mean, about uh, uh, the, the SN, yeah the SN, uh, SNL characters. Um, our buddy Rusty says that other than Keenan Thompson on currently. Uh, and I think Keenan Thompson just left, right? Did he not? Yeah, just I think leave he the, just like yeah. announced that he was they, leaving. They, yeah, our buddy Rusty says, "Who is anyone funny on SNL right now?" <laughs> I, I'll tell you who I really like, and maybe 
I think she's funny, but I think she's really attractive. Is that Cicely? What's her name? Cicely? Is it? It's not Cicely Tyson. Um, I would. Yeah. It's yeah. It's um. What's what's that girl's name? Oh gosh. Oh, Cicely Strong. Cicely okay. Strong. Um, she's the black hair, long kind of long black hair. Yeah. Um, she's really attractive. Um, but I think she's funny. But eh, I don't I don't know about most of the cast of Saturday Night Live. Uh, our buddy James on the text line said that he didn't think Jimmy Fallon was funny on Saturday Night Live. He was okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously he did mostly the news. He was right. He, was, he the famous skit that that I. Maybe maybe there's a bigger skit that he did, but one of the famous ones that he did was he was. Do you remember? Um, oh gosh, that Rachel Dratch did that um, Debbie Downer character. Yes. Okay, that skit where they're at Disney World in Orlando. Okay. And and she does the and she's yeah. like she's like uh, just just being a downer. It, it's. Um, Oh gosh, what's uh, Lindsay Lohan is the host. She's she's part of that group and and Jimmy Fallon is part of that group yeah. and and they're just they're all cracking up laughing. And that's a big no-no for um that's a big no-no for Lorne Michaels. Like his, really? one of his big things is don't don't crack up laughing while you're Yes. Yes. And and they were all cracking because she was so good in that as Debbie Downer and she was so good in uh, in that character, or whatever um, she was, so good in that, and and the music and everything that would, I mean, just her facials and everything was so good. I mean, she's very funny, but she was great as Debbie Downer. It's this, it's the one where they're at. Yeah, at, I'm at, looking at it now. Yeah, yeah that World one Orlando. was. Yeah, that one. That was, that yeah. was that was very very funny. So, but yeah, that's Lauren Michaels' big thing is don't uh, and and again, people have always done it, but don't don't break character um, when you're doing this. Don't don't start laughing out loud and all that good kind of stuff. Uh, Braves did win uh, tonight, eight to five. As um, Dodd did not get the win uh, in the game, um, Anderson um, Dodd kind of had a rough night. Five innings, seven hits, four earned runs, struck out three. Did give up a couple of home runs. Um, Aaron Nola didn't get the loss either. He was six, and until the warm weather starts coming, I mean, and ballparks are that way too. When the Indians, when it was Jacobs Field, the Indians always did not play well early at home in like March or April because, you know, it'd be cold and it could snow in Cleveland and just cold weather and they did not play well. But man, once that ballpark warmed up, balls were flying out of that ballpark. I mean, they would fly out of that ballpark in Jacobsfield. Now it didn't hurt to have Manny Ramirez and Albert Bell and Jim Tomey and guys like that, but those guys were always notorious, you know, in in the colder temperatures, getting off to a slow start, the ball would not carry out of that ballpark. But, boy, when that weather warmed up, that ball would just fly out of that stadium. So maybe Azuna's one of those guys heating up. Again, two hits, you know, tonight. Albies had a couple of hits. Again, the bottom of the order did a lot. Darno had a huge pinch hit um, in the, what was that, the eighth eighth inning, I believe it was. Um, huge, was it the eighth or the seventh? Um yeah, eighth inning where they scored three runs. Darno with a with a huge pinch hit single that scored two runs. Um, really good at bats by Albies and Azuna because they both got on base and had singles going the opposite way. They both hit a couple of opposite field singles, and then Darno comes up pinch hits for Michael Harris. He hits a single through the left side, scores two, and then they eventually pick up one more run in that inning on a Matt Olson sack fly. So. 
Riley with a big night, two for five, couple of runs, three RBI. Uh, Braves pounded out 12 hits tonight against Aaron Nola. So they uh, they did their job uh, tonight. So eight runs uh, for the good guy. So they uh, they take care of business and uh, a really good start to the series because I like to see the Braves take three out of four. Uh, I don't like the Phillies. Uh, I like Bryce Harper a lot. I don't like the Phillies, though. Yeah, I like I like Harper. Um, I, I I mean, I know they're a division rival, but I've never really had no major gripe about the Phillies. But let me ask you this. And we kind of talked about this a while back when Art Wazuna was struggling and wasn't even batting 100. Right. He stays hot, but your pitching woes continue. Do you consider making a trade? I don't think anybody time? wants him. I don't think anybody wants him. I don't think nobody will want yeah. him, even if he stays hot. Yeah. I mean, it, the back of the baseball card doesn't lie. Yeah. You've got him for a whole nother year, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so it, it, I, I would tell you if he was in the last year of this deal, mm-hmm. then maybe he could be trade bait for somebody. Maybe he could, maybe could be a, a DH for somebody right. if he was in the last year of his contract. You've got $18 million that you're on the hook for next year. And I think that's think the stum- take the I think that's the stumbling block for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Now, if you bring him to the to the wrong organization and he, you know, just doesn't succeed, I mean, now you're stuck with him for a whole other year. Right. And, and now you, you know, again, you get into eating that contract, right? You get into the Jason Hayward thing where they ate twenty three million dollars. Right. So that's the thing. I mean, you you pick up the you pick up the salary for this year, which would be. And let's just say it's the halfway point. Okay, it'd be nine million this year mm-hmm. and eighteen million more next year. That's that's the issue that's going to be with Marcelo Zuna. Now, look, we talked about this weeks ago, though. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing if he gets hot for the Braves, right? You know, if he hits well and he gets hot, that's only good for the Braves. There's no downside to all of that. But I don't think realistically, I don't think realistically that he, I don't think He's a team's going to want him. Enough. Yeah, I don't think a team's going to want him. You know they they know what he is. He's a one trick pony, right? Right. You can you can pretty much only DH him. I mean, he's not a left fielder. Right. Can't play in the outfield anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not going to steal your base. Yeah, he struggled on that uh, sack fly. Home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, coming home to score on that from Olson. Yeah. You know, again, I, that's why I say when he gets when he gets motoring, mm-hmm. like he starts circling the bases. He's got a little bit of speed when he gets circling. When he gets motoring, once he gets up to full yeah. speed, <laughs> but he just but he just doesn't get off to a fast start. I mean, he's not he's not fast out of the gate, but I just don't think that I don't think somebody's going to be in the. I mean, listen, anything's possible. I just don't think that with another year on his contract mm-hmm. that he he's an attractive piece, unless you, unless the Braves are willing to pick up some money. Right. I mean, I think that's the honest. I mean, look, the, the, I think the whole reason that they weren't able to move on from him, besides the struggles, the fact that. If the Braves weren't going to pick up some of that money, which was you know thirty-seven million, because he's got, I, I don't know, there's some kind of one million dollar buyout or something like that after right. next year, so it's thirty-seven million in total. Uh, nobody was looking at that contract saying okay, and you still got look, even at even at half a year, he was sixteen million, right? So um, twenty-four million dollars that he's owed, right. you know, if, if you, I mean, so then prorate that from you know less than fifty percent, so. I just don't think that he is a guy that – I just don't think that he's a guy that's going to be attractive in a trade market. So, um, And it will be interesting to see because they might move on from some of their prospects like Vaughn Grissom and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Know, they might move on from some of those prospects that they have that I don't think they're in the mindset of holding on to prospects any longer. Right. I think they learned their lesson with Pache and Waters that there's no reason to hold on to some of these guys if they're not going to 
produce or if you can get your franchise better. Yeah, so. and especially with the fact that, like, I mean, look, offensively, they've proven they can put the the, the oh, runs yeah. up. So yeah, now yeah, it's just a matter of getting getting things together with the pitching if yeah. they want to make that run. So. Yeah, they, they, are, they are one of the deepest lineups in Major League Baseball. So, all right. Here's what we got, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. Bleacher Report has got a trade proposal for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to give it to you next. We'll react to it. We'll get your thoughts, 404-726-0929. Chuck me in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios. Brownica Music Hour rolling right along. Top of the hour, uh, are we having, uh, it's Thursday, so I mean, is there some gimmick host? Nope, nope, we're going no to Josh the top Hartnett, of the hour with JR. No, no, Max Von Sydow. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no uh, Dom DeLuise, no, no, nobody? Nope, JR. Okay, all right. All right, that's coming up at the top of the hour. Um, here's what we got, 404-726-0929. We took some calls on this earlier this evening, 404-726-0929. There is on um, Bleacher Report, this is from uh, Dan Favale, F-A-V-A-L-E of Bleacher Report. Talked about the idea of that the – if we operate under the assumption that the Atlanta Hawks are married to the Trey Young DeJounte Murray duo, then they can justify then chase just they can then justify chasing substantial upgrades at every other position. Jalen Brown impacts the game on both ends like no other player on their roster. Now, here's what they propose as far as a trade goes, okay? Because Jalen Brown is owed Basically, $32 million, okay? It's 31.8, but let's just call it $32 million for round numbers. $32 million. So you've got to make salaries match in NBA trades, okay? Here's what they propose. John, we get, we get Jalen Brown. The Celtics get John Collins, A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, this year's first-round pick, and one future first-round pick. So pick 15 this year and then a future first-round pick. Now, Day-Day, you did not like this trade, right? No, because I feel like you give up a lot um, in the young guy, in Jalen and, 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 and A.J., plus the draft. And I know, you know, we talked about it, uh, you know, that 15 pick. Once you get below five, three, maybe mm-hmm. some years five in the first round, it's a crapshoot after that. Um, I just – and I'm not – and, again, I'm watching tonight because I wanted to see, like, how does you know Marcus Smart? Because who's gonna? There's gonna be an odd man out on nights with this, right? Right. If you keep, you know, if it's Jalen Trey and Dejounte, like they're not all gonna. Like, how does you know? How does it play? Who how who plays well? You know what I mean? Like night to night. Like how does that? Why well, can't all three of them play well? I guess it's just a matter of you know 
seeing how Quinn would put it together, you know, um, because, okay. you know, Trey, what, somebody's got to be. What's he making? You got. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> what, what's he making? He's making. Oh, he, oh, what is oh he's getting paid championship coach level. Yeah. Okay. Then he damn sure so better figure, job out to figure it out. I get it. So, but the, but you got you already have two ball dominant players in Trey and DeJounte. Sure. Like, can three coexist? Sure. How many how many teams that we? I mean, again, we see three stars play together, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's. You can't have enough great players on your roster, right? Yeah. Like, you have to figure out a way to get – To make it happen. Yeah. And, and okay, so I, I don't know. Jaylen, what does Jalen Brown average right now? What, what's his stats? What, what He was second team all NBA, right? Second team all NBA. What was his numbers this year? If you can look that up. Uh, 26-6 okay. per game. So, let's say he's 22 – and six, and and he's obviously a very good defender. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? Nothing. And and Trey Young's twenty five, twenty six. Dejounte's twenty twenty one. What's wrong with that? I can live with that. Okay. I mean, look, Collins, Griffin, Johnson, the fifteenth pick this year, and one future first runner. I do this deal in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's the younger guys for me. Uh, I I you know. You're not. I mean, here here's a couple things. I had to get in this on on Twitter with some guy. Jalen Brown's not getting dealt for fish heads and rice. No, no, very true. I mean, you you're not giving up a second team All NBA player. Let me repeat, so everybody's listening out there. Second team All NBA. He's not some just jabron out there. It's a guy that's one of the best two way players in the NBA. Now, the big thing is with him, he's in line for a super max deal. Not a max deal. He's in line because he's an NBA all NBA player, a super max deal. Guess what his super max number is? 290. 290. That's a big chunk of change. Now again, you can have, you know, you can have your multiple super max guys and all that. It's I mean, if you're willing to go in the luxury tax, that's fine. But he's a $290 million player. And guess what? He's going to get probably, you know, that kind of deal. He's going to get a super max. Listen, if you're trading for Jalen Brown, you ain't giving him, you ain't paying him, um, you know, Kent Bazemore money. He's getting that super max. Just like Bradley Beal yeah, and all these guys. I mean, they, they get their super max deals. Without a doubt. Yeah. So you're going to have to fork over the scratchole to get him. And and he's and by the way, he's a thirty-two million dollar player this year. That's why you can't just trade him for two first round picks, because he's thirty-two million. That math doesn't work out in the NBA. That's not how NBA trades work. You got to get close to the money. And Collins is a twenty-five million dollar player. And by the way, you can't just trade your junk for a great player. That's not how deals work in the NBA. To that point, though, you know, I don't... again, look at look at what the Suns gave up. Yeah, to get Kevin to get Durant. Yeah. yeah, you know they gave up some really good players. Yeah, I mean that's what you have to do. I don't think that trade would work. I don't. Uh, let me. I don't think Boston would take that trade. Hmm. Honestly, I don't think they would either. I, in all honesty, I think the I think the Celtics would reject that trade. Yeah. first. Yeah, because I don't think. Those three. Those There's nothing attractive about that trade for them. 
you could put all three of those guys together. They're not. They're not better. Mm. They're not a, a combination of better player than what Jalen Brown is. I mean, and again, I I don't think that I I I don't think that the Celtics are going to give Jalen Brown the supermax extension. Not because he didn't deserve it or he didn't qualify for it. I just don't think they're going to pay that supermax extension. But somebody's going to. Somebody always pays for one of these guys, right? And do you like that deal? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. I'd take that deal in a heartbeat. You still have, in this scenario, you still have Murray, Trey, Okongwu. You've got Clint Capella. you got DeAndre Hunter. You've got Bogey. You know, you've got pieces. You know, and you pick up a couple of guys. Again, the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat had Juwan Howard. When, when they had the big three, they had Juwan Howard on their bench. That's the level of guy that they said, look, let's just get rosters filled out to, to meet league standards, and we'll have Juwan Howard, who, what, two years later was coaching Michigan. We'll get Juwan Howard to ride our bench, right? And that's how you do it. When you got a whole bunch of stars, you got a whole bunch of money committed, you go get the biggest vagabonds to fill out your bench. But you still have some nice pieces on this team that that are around it. You don't just have that big three and a whole bunch of scofozos running around. You got Bogey, you got Capella, you got Okongwu. But you're going to have to give up something to get Jalen Brown. You're not getting him for fish heads and rice again. He's not going to come free and easy. It's not a matter of the Celtics don't like him as a player. I don't think the I don't think the Celtics want to give him two ninety. I don't think I think that's the thing is that the Celtics don't want to pony up the money. They don't want to give that kind because again that will give them. That will give them two supermax players because Tatum's a first-team All-NBA player. Right. So for you then, Bye. you would do it. Bye, Felicia. No, but I'm saying as yeah. far as the supermax part for the Hawks. Oh, yeah, of course. You'd go ahead and do it. Of course. I mean, again, you're going to have to. Why, why, would he ta- why, would he take le- why would he take less than that kind of deal? I mean, again, you, I mean, maybe he takes 280 or something instead of two. But why would he – He's not going to play for $10 million. No, no, I just, you know, because I know you, you're saying you don't think the Celtics would do it. You think the Hawks would? No, though. I don't think the Celtics are going to do it. I, I think I, for whatever, you, you'd have to ask the Boston Celtics people why, they why they're not going to do it. But I don't think the Celtics, all indications are pointing toward they're not going to give him the contract extension. Mm. I don't know why. But again, I, all indications are they're not going to give him a contract extension. I don't know who else is coming up for contracts and all that. If the Williams, you know, guys are coming up for contract extensions, if Marcus Smart's coming up, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their contract situation is. <clears throat> I just know that Jalen Brown's in line for 290. That's that's what his number is for a super max deal. And I, I just don't think the Celtics are looking at paying that kind of money for whatever reason. Maybe there is a justifiable reason. Maybe we'll get, listen. Get a Boston reporter on. I'll ask him. Yeah, let's find out. Hey, get get one of these guys up there from Baston, you know, and I'll I'll talk to the guy and say, hey, uh, why do you think that there's maybe hesitation to sign Jalen Brown to a super max extension? Again, it may be a few million dollars, you know, whatever way, but I, I, that that's the that's the that's the number. 
You don't get second. You don't get second team All NBA guys for cheap. True. I, it's just the reality of the league. You know, just the reality. We had to give Trey Young forty eight million dollars a year, right? Yeah. Trey, Trey's a forty. Trey's a. I think next year he's forty three or forty four on the salary cap, and then over the next couple of years he'll start getting into forty six, forty eight million dollars a year. That's what supermax numbers are, man. Hey, welcome to the NBA. You got to have those kinds of guys, though, because you, you're not you're not going to win with with bottom tier talent, you know. And, and that's why I say Tony Wrestler is going to have to decide that. Okay, guess what? We're in the luxury tax because you're already there now. True. You're in the luxury tax now. Yeah. How are you going to get better and not spend money? How are you going to build a better roster? How are you going to do a different, better roster, but you're going to save money? How does that work? Let me know how that works. And again, even the, the the moves that they made at the trade deadline, that was about cap space. I mean, yeah, they got Sadiq Bay back and that was good. They were they were saving cap space. They were getting rid of their second round picks that have cash value, and they were also saving cap space by the Kaminsky deal and holiday. They saved cap space. They lowered their tax uh uh threshold. So I would do that deal in a minute. Even giving up, you know, your your couple of last first round draft picks, and you're giving up two first rounders, you know, in the future, the 15th pick this year, and whatever the future holds for this team, I do that. I I know what Jalen Brown is. I couldn't yeah, tell you. I about, mean, don't I couldn't me, tell yeah. you about 15 or or whatever the the next pick is for for them. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I love Jalen. I I got a chance to watch him in high school. So I mean, it'd be dope for him to come home. And here's the other thing. If it doesn't work with DeJounte Murray, he's in the final year of his deal. Yeah, so you could, yeah. I mean, you you sign, you sign Jalen Brown, you sign Trey Young, yeah, and you build true. around those that's guys. That's true. That DeJounte's is true. in you the could, final yeah, year. That's and, and there's true. no guarantees. There's no guarantees that DeJounte Murray is going to sign here anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But I was going to say, but that's going to be key, though, as to they got to decide what they want to do with DeJounte. Well, the the, the first thing is, are you going to offer him? I mean, again, I've asked. I'm, I'm asking these questions. Okay, if I get Tony Wrestler or Landry Fields on, are you going to offer Dejounte Murray a contract extension this summer? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to come out better if he gets the free agency. It's going to cost you more. Right. His free agent number is more than what his contract extension would be. Right. The difference will be they can offer him four years, or sorry, five years. You've got that with with that with the extension. You can have a fifth year, right? Versus teams that sign him can only give him four years, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so that's the advantage you have is he can get a fifth year guaranteed on the deal, and the new CBA up the threshold. So I think it's instead of like 120 percent of his existing salary, you can go up to like 140 or 150 percent. So it, they did. That's one of the things that was negotiated in the in the new CBA is being able to offer your guys a bigger number is an extension to keep them from wanting to go to free agency right. because they can make more money in free agency. So if you're not going to offer DeJounte Murray a contract extension, you're going to play play the game of we're going to let him potentially walk. Okay. Uh, you know, again, it's it's if it doesn't work out, you've only got one more year, DeJounte Murray. That's it. That's so. true. All right, headed toward the top of the hour in the JR Sports Reef. One more segment to go. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports written out to the game, odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuck Show. Head to the top of the hour, JR Sports Brief coming up after us. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part uh, of the show. Um, I, I got to laugh at uh, this whole... Um, by the way, I'm looking at the video from Truist Park before the game. Uh-huh. Talking about all the people outside. Oh, my of, gosh. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. And like yeah. I said, uh, I saw something where with those outcast bobbleheads, um, a friend of mine posted because he went to the game, I guess, uh-huh. and said by the time he got to the gate, like there were more people walking around that didn't go to the game with the bobbleheads versus yeah. people inside the stadium. Really? Yeah. So I, I don't know what that was all about, but hmm. he was pretty hot fire. And he said he got there like an hour before gates opened. And they were just collecting bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's kind of messed up if you bought a ticket specifically for that and you get in and they've given them out before, you know, to people that aren't even going to the game. So, And um, our buddy Garrett um, tweeted out a picture of it earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, from, it was a scene. From what, the 680 Studios? <laughs> no, it, it was inside the stadium. You sure can tell by that green yeah, patch okay. that where he was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were him and Cellini together or something? Anyway, um, I gotta laugh. The uh, you know this this whole Oakland A's thing. So the Braves will head out to Oakland to play the Athletics here as soon as they get done with Philadelphia, starting Tuesday of next week. Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said that a vote on the Oakland A's prospective move to Las Vegas could take place during the owners' meeting June thirteenth through fifteenth in New York. Quote. It's possible that a relocation vote could happen as early as June. Um, Manfred said it is very difficult to have a timeline for Oakland until there's actually a deal to be considered. There is a relocation process internally that they need to go through, and we haven't started that process yet. Okay, they've bought land in at, at the bottom end of the strip in Vegas. They have a deal worked out with the Nevada governor mm-hmm. who said Wednesday, said yesterday, that legislative leaders and the athletics have reached a tentative agreement on a $1.5 billion stadium funding that would lure them to Las Vegas. The funding bill must still be approved by the legislature, but you would figure that that's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So they've bought land. The governor's already got a deal in place for them. What exactly would hold them up at this point? Or... I would tell Rob Manfred, go fly a kite. Right. In not so many words. Um, Manfred was asked whether he believes the the door is completely closed on the possibility of the athletics remaining in Oakland, where the team has played in 1968. Quote, I think you'd have to ask the mayor of Oakland that. She has said that uh, she had cut off negotiations after the announcement was made in Las Vegas. Yeah, because they bought land in Las Vegas. Right. That's why she cut the deal off. They're not going to they're not going to approve a funding bill for a city that's in debt already with a guy who leads the ownership group that's worth six billion dollars. Hello, McFly. The city's not going to fund a stadium. They've said that all along. They have higher priorities. You have a six billion dollar owner that leads their that leads their ownership group. Make him build a stadium. 
said there's not a definite deal done in Las Vegas. We'll have to see how it plays out. Rob Manfred's the very the the definition of feckless. He's the most feckless commissioner in the world. What is what exactly are they? They've got land. They've reached a, an agreement with the governor. Are so you think the owners are going to stand in the way of Oakland relocating? You think the owners are going to all of a sudden they're going to they're going to lock arms with one another and form a human chain and not let the Oakland A's move to Las Vegas. This is so stupid. The Athletics have agreed to use land on the southern end of the Las Vegas Strip where the Tropicana Las Vegas Casino Resort sits. Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao uh, has issued a statement that after the Athletics land purchase in Nevada, saying she was disappointed the team didn't negotiate with the city as a true partner. Because they know they're not going to build you a stadium. And the owner doesn't want to, again, $1.5 billion. He ain't going to put out much of that money. He's looking for the taxpayers to do it, like they all are. You, you, know how you, you know how you stay rich? You keep your money. That's how you stay rich. You don't spend all of your money. You keep your money. The Athletics have been seeking a new ballpark to re- replace Oakland Alameda Coliseum, which served as their home park since, um, uh, and it runs through 2024. They looked at a location near Oakland's Howard Terminal before shifting focus out of state. Yeah, because they don't, they're not going to fund you a stadium. That's why. It's no more comp. Again, what does everything in life revolve around? The two C's, right? As Jim Ross says, Everything revolves around the two C's, cash, creative. That's what everything revolves around, cash and creative. In the Oakland A's case, it's all about the cash. Their owner's not going to spend all his money, and the city's not going to fund them a new stadium. Okay? Well, guess what? I guess we got to go somewhere else. Guess we gotta, I guess we got to go somewhere else and, and make some money somewhere. This whole thing is just so stupid. I mean, look, just let them leave. They want out. They don't want to be there anymore. They're not going to get along with the mayor. This this goes back to the last mayor, by the way, too. This this guy uh, or this this lady, um, Sheng Tao. Remember, they had issues with the previous mayor of Oakland that they were negotiating with her, and they were like getting nowhere because. She said, oh, I'm not going to fund you a stadium. I'm not going to ask the taxpayers of Oakland, California, to build you a stadium when we got bigger fish to fry in this city. And it's one of the most populated cities in the country. That's the, that's the unfortunate part, losing two professional teams. But they don't have, but again, they don't have, they don't have the, the, they don't have the revenue. I mean, yeah, they I operated know. such a deficit yeah. in those cities. And again, San Francisco, Oakland, I mean, when you operated a deficit, there's only so much money to go around. Yeah. And they're not going to give them. And look, I don't have a problem with that. The owner of the Oakland A's, there's a group of people that own the Oakland A's. The head of their group, right? Like, like Tony Ressler leads a group of people that own the Hawks, right? Grand Hill's part of that group and all this, that, and the other. The guy who leads the Oakland A's is worth $6 billion. $6 billion is his worth. Net worth. $6 billion. Build your own damn stadium. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. 
Put put the money out. Instead of always shystering the taxpayers for everything, put your money on the I line. I mean, take a page out of what the Braves just did with Truist. Like, build a, a multi-use area. Well, and yeah. They also fleeced the Cobb County taxpayers. Well, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying as far and, as. And they tried to. And then they tried to go back and fleece him even <laughs> right, more right. on a second go around <laughs> where they were claiming, you know, land and all this kind of right. like they, they they tried to go in there and fleece him a second time. Yeah. They got him the first time. Then they tried to go again and like, eh, no, 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 no. You're not gonna yeah. do this a second time. But no, us. I'm just saying, if he if he's worried about his money, he can make that money back. If he builds up if he built a, a multi use Well again, you'll get you know, the all star game, you'll yeah, get you different get things like that. And then I you mean, build some concert build a small concert venue in there. I mean, he just doesn't want to spend the money. He just doesn't want to spend yeah. the money at all. Yeah. Again, they've got a twenty five million dollar payroll. Right. It's pretty obvious that they that they don't right. want to spend any money, right? Yeah. Like he is and he getting, is the biggest definition of cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're getting fifteen hundred people a night at the games. And it's a shame, like I said, I mean they're one of the great baseball franchises in American League history. You know, I mean, they, they, they've always had success in Oakland. 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s. You know, they've always had good teams. It's just been the last handful of years. I mean, say what you will about Charlie Finley, but he built a, a, three, a three-time World Series champion. Mm-hmm. Say, I mean, Charlie Finley was crazy. He was trying to introduce, you know, um, the uh, orange baseballs and the yellow baseballs, remember right? remember that, yeah. Remember the night baseballs? Like yep. they were going to play – Play with orange and yellow baseballs, like tennis balls, that were fluorescent in color. It's crazy. But again, they he wanted to win, right? He wanted to win, and he wouldn't let. Um, they also did not. Uh, they also did not anybody have facial hair, right? Right. Raleigh Fingers had to leave. Then he didn't he have to leave? No, no. They was it that they did not allow facial hair. I know they, the Yankees for sure didn't allow it. Wasn't it the Yankees that didn't? No, nah, because the they had Goose Gossage and Sparky Lyle and all those guys. They had was it the A's? Who hair. was it? Was it the A's? I think it was the A's. I think Charlie Finley banned banned facial hair or something like that. Um, but anyway, so um, but yeah, I, again, this this whole crazy situation in Oakland is just it's just ridiculous. The Braves will be out there starting on Tuesday, so you better sweep them because their whole roster and franchise is in chaos. All right. Wrap things up with the Love TKO up next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 99 The Game, Odyssey.com app.